I'm Tucker, and this is Sceneplay. And hey, I'm Ethan. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. We're taking a break from Lady Blackbird to play It's a Mutual Decision by Ron Edwards. See you on the other side. Tiny. Oh my god. Is it gonna hop? Oh, get in the pouch. <laughs> I met this woman when I was in Australia that uh, raises orphaned tree kangaroos. And so she, like, all of her shirts are specially outfitted to have pouches in them <laughs> so that they can climb in and she can carry them around. That's so much. So she was talking to us. And what I didn't realize is that they, they like to, like, hang out with their feet, their back feet hanging out and their head near the bottom. Oh, I like that. So there was this little tree kangaroo named Dobby that was just, like, it was on her shoulder looking at us and then it dove into her pouch and its feet were just, like, splayed out. <laughs> And it was cute as shit. <laughs> such weird formatting. Okay. All right. So, It Was a Mutual Decision offers a set of steps and rules for authoring a story about a romantic breakup. No one person has complete control over the process, and everyone has the chance to contribute significantly. It's social entertainment, much like getting together. Uh, you're just telling us about role-playing games now. All right. And... All right. So I guess we should do names again. So, hey, this is Scene Play. I'm Tucker, and I'm going to be playing Uriah Flint. No, I'm not going to be playing Uriah Flint. I'm going to be playing Lady Blackbird. Yeah, that's right. Fuck <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. boy. Is this, a, is this a um I have an explicit tag on all these podcasts. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ethan and wow, that's loud. Um I'm also going to be playing Lady Blackbird. I'm Molly. I'm going to enviously watch Tucker and Ethan play my character Lady Blackbird. <laughs> and today I'll be playing Uriah Flint. Hey, it's Kaylee. That was my imitation of Tucker at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my imitation of Ira Glass. So oh, sorry. We're three levels deep now. Um, I'm also playing Uriah Flint tonight. Cool. And yeah, just in terms of character authorship, like Molly, if you feel like there's something that's happening with your character that A, you're not comfortable with, or B, you think is not interesting and you don't want to have to play later, mm. just let us know and I can cut it okay. very easily. I mean, my feeling is that it's been a while. So Lady Blackbird has grown and changed in my iteration of her since her breakup with Uriah mm -hmm. Flint, so I'm not too concerned, but if anything really, you know wrong happens <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs> sounds good all right and so i'm sure i've said this already but the game we're playing is called it was a mutual decision it's by ron edwards who does adept press uh he also wrote sorcerer which is a really important game in terms of the role-playing world and it was a mutual decision is about a breakup in this particular case it is about the breakup of two characters who uh, we already have met uh, those characters being Uriah Flint and Lady Blackbird from our Lady Blackbird series. Play is composed of three chapters, before, during, and after the characters break up. In each, scene, several scene, in each chapter, several scenes are going to be created in order, and the conflicts in these scenes are going to be resolved sometimes by using dice. 
The rules for the dice differ slightly between the chapters. In the story being created, the romantic breakup is inevitable. And we're not playing with the were-rat, which is also fun, but normally this game includes that one of the, one of the people might also be a were-rat. Uh, but <laughs> in this case, it isn't true. So it could be. Could yeah. be. Any of us could be a were-rat. Anybody could be a were-rat. In this room. Yeah. Right. I prefer the term uh, night rodent. <laughs> A rodent of the night. What? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. We prefer the term (laughs) night rodent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, uh, what we know going in assumptions is that these characters are going to live in the same urban area and are currently committed to romantic relationship to each other. They are not married but they either live together or have such connected routines that they might as well be doing so. At the start of play, the relationship has lasted at least one year and possibly longer. Wow. Worlds mm. Maybe Uriah Flint is a defected princeling. Mm. And that, that, that creates a nice parallel between him and Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> is Cyrus also a defected princeling? Not defected a princeling. Imperial he is a defected pilot. Imperial, oh. imperial pilot. pilot. Mm. So Lady Blackbird has a type. She's she in the quitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is taking a bad direction for my character. <laughs> okay. So the first thing you do, Ethan, you are in the best place to write on the whiteboard we I had am. here. So do you just want to write Lady Blackbird's uh, name on our side and then Uriah Flint's name on uh, the other side and then draw a line between them and give them and get, make it about that big. Each. We're going to have... Gonna keeping track of points. Here. Um, we actually are. Oh, gross. So these characters are going to have three scores. You shouldn't uh, keep score no, in a relationship. This is why they break up. <laughs> we're not gonna, it's not like a score. It's not a scoreboard. But they are each going to have scores, which are going to be needy, stubborn, and trust. Oh, not a line between them. Sorry, a line between. Uh, not a line. Yeah, oh. a line connecting them rather than a line dividing them. <laughs> Oops. The, the division will happen, certainly, but it has not happened yet. And so the first statement we have to come up, come up with is how we met. So the end, this is going to be an anecdote that's going to be told by either member of the couple uh, when somebody asks how they met and got together in a romantic partnership. It should be typically sappy and amusing and of dubious authenticity. So like the story keeps changing as people ask them. <laughs> like, so I think this is the one they tell every time. Okay. But it's not, it may not be exactly what happened. Okay. Or this is already a very heightened state of reality that we're playing in. So it may have actually been the case. So I have a question. Are we in the imperial world? since, Or like where, where did they meet? I imagine Elysium, but it could also be uh, Lady Blackbird was traveling. And was captured mm-hmm. by him, which is always a fun thing that can happen. Oh, mm. Stockholm Syndrome. Hell That's yeah. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty yeah. and the Beast was my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> so just to go through our options. So we have Elysium, which we've talked about, which is the capital. Um, Olympia, which is the imperial uh, staging grounds. So this is where the, this is like a military world, functionally. And then the other, only other written places are Haven and Nightport and the Remnants. And I mean, I think we've pretty much established in the main game that Lady Blackbird hasn't been to Haven or Nightport or even that side of the Wild Blue ever. Uh, 
What? <laughs> I said, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think Flint is in Elysium. Can it be at like her sister's debutante ball? <laughs> I think I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And he snuck in. <gasps> yeah, he snuck in and Lady Blackbird knows he's not supposed to be there. And oh. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catches him and uh, he... They flirt. They flirt. They flirt, <laughs> they flirt in, a, in a closet. Oh. What? what? <laughs> That's not what happens in closets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know a lot about that. <laughs> uh, Touche. <laughs> But no. Um, <laughs> what are we thinking for a voice here, Tucker? Um, have you ever seen? Have you? Do you watch Archer? I do not watch Archer. Okay. I do. Oh. Lana. Lana. Um, well, so what does Molly sound like? Well, I don't want to. I could never <laughs> capture the the authenticity of Molly's voice. But um, well, thanks. Are you familiar with Cherline Cheryl? No. Oh, oh my uh, God. Cheryl, but yes. She has this one uh, voice that's like an affected like upper class like oh i do declare oh. <laughs> <laughs> i know like that I'm, I'm imagining something like that yeah and she's you, what age do we think we're at right now uh, well Teen. they get yeah i was thinking like Teen. mid-teens are they both late teens, teens? No. no he's definitely younger somehow this is like <laughs> <laughs> really like, i was thinking he's older definitely, i don't know uh, younger <laughs> yeah, could have gone either way he's definitely <laughs> the same age. he's a 14 year old pirate same age no what if they were like mid-20s oh what okay. if they like had a younger romance before he was a pirate king and then he like that mm. so the princess bride okay um, <laughs> hey that's okay i always like refer to <laughs> it's a trope stuff. everything <laughs> is a remix <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. also i feel very very loud same i yeah you're all about the same to me i can yeah i can fix it we're you're not clipping Okay. Oh, you are clipping a little bit. What does clipping mean? Clipping means when you... So the way microphone works, right, is you ha- is you're sending air. <laughs> Tucker's you're, just going over this too. You're sending <laughs> puffs. Oh, <gasps> this is what I wasn't listening to. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you set... So, and then there's a little diaphragm in here. So there's a little like... Think about like a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Functionally, that's not actually what it looks like, but that, that's the function it has. And so it moves with the air. Okay. And... When you clip, you basically push it all the way to the edge and past that so that the microphone isn't registering the tone or pitches of your sound. It's just like straight noise. Mm-hmm. And so you lose the quality and it's kind of like cracks up and, and you you basically lose your voice. Uh, but anyway, in terms of uh, Uriah Flint and Lady Blackbird's uh, first meeting. So they're at a masquerade ball. Mm. I would mm. like it to be her sister's <laughs> debutante ball, which her happens to be a masquerade because then there's like you know, all the uh, all the attention's not on her; it's on her sister, and she doesn't like that. Maybe mm-hmm. okay. Let's improvise this. Okay, I, mean, I think this is a thing we can do. Can you and give me your Lady Blackbird voice? My Lady Blackbird voice trail. Okay. You're gonna try to copy me? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I say that you don't even understand the slightest thing about me. I am important i am the most important person in this room and i will always be the most important person in this room okay yeah i think i can do that so i say you don't even understand the most important thing about me it's more what you say it's also we're using we're not using like a, a falsetto or anything okay no. We can do that. Uh, I mean, it's going to be very clear when we are talking. This is true. When they are talking. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And so I think we're going to improvise this as 
So as so somebody's come up to us on the street and we're like telling the story and you know when a couple is like telling the story and they're uh, kind of like switching back no. and forth between each other. It's insufferable. I just threw this. up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like hooked up at a party once. <laughs> yeah. And then we had really awkward sex. Ha ha ha, sweetie. <laughs> Oh, so I was at my sister's uh, debutante ball, which was just happened to be a uh, masquerade. And then this mysterious dark gentleman uh, walked up to me. He was, he was really something else. He had this long, like platinum blonde hair, uh, but he was wearing all black, which was really not in fashion at the time, you would say. Oh, come on. There was what all of the dudes were wearing at the time. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh, he's always behind on the on the fashion of the times. But anyway, it was just the most delightful party, except for the fact that people weren't paying attention to me. Well, it wasn't even supposed to be about you. It was about your oh, younger nonsense, sister. Oh, nonsense, dear. Everything's about me. Haven't you learned that by now? He hasn't learned that by now. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, but so the party was going on, and nobody was paying attention to me because it was my sister's important event, but she's younger. I am the eldest blackbird. I am the one who people should be paying attention to. You should have seen her. She was speaking up a little bit louder than she should be and dancing with all oh, the hush, wrong darling. People. I said, waiter, waiter, who is that simply divine gentleman over there? I simply must know his name simply. And I just snuck in so I could see the band, honestly. I, I knew the bassist and he was an old friend of mine and I knew they were performing and so I, um, I have a good talent for kind of getting my way, kind of finagling people, so. The band wasn't absolutely great. They were okay. The hors d'oeuvres, on the other hand, were also unremarkable. Anyhow, the waiter said, oh, that is uh, the the uh, the Flint son, you know, Uriah Flint. And I said, oh, I know his family. They're quite, quite old, and I'm into that. I'm into old, prestigious families. And so I said to my friend Cheryl, I said, Cheryl, won't you introduce me to him? And she said, no, leave me alone. We don't know each other that well, but I said, nonsense, introduce me to him now. Cheryl and I go way back, but that's a story for another time, right, sweetheart? Let's not talk about Cheryl. She, she lives in the cells now. We took care of that, didn't we, honey? Anyway, Cheryl uh, walked up to me. I knew that walk well. <laughs> and uh, presented the, you know, Miss Natasha to me and... Lord Lady Blackburn. <laughs> 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 Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, and truth be told, I didn't think much of her at the time. I'd heard rumors, of course, about her nature, all of which turned out to be true. <laughs> she was just known to be so prim and proper and not really my type. So I wasn't giving her a full rundown. Uriah, Uriah, dear, look at me when I'm talking. <laughs> he, he was simply taken with me immediately. I could see by the way he looked and then didn't really pay attention, but then looked back at me. So Cheryl was, you know, just gabbing, <laughs> babbling on and on about God knows what. <laughs> and so I, I said to myself, Lady Blackbird, because I refer to myself as Lady Blackbird, <laughs> you should just go over there and introduce yourself. And so I did. I said, you. And I, I said, me? <laughs> he did. He said, me. And I said, yes, you. What is your name? And I said, I'm Flint. Everyone calls me Lil Flint. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I didn't know that. You are Uriah, no? 
It's actually pronounced Uria. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and I said, well, we're going to have to change this if we're going to date. <laughs> he said <laughs> And so I said, oh, that simply will not do. Simply no. <laughs> she wanted me to change my name right away. And so you know what? I didn't do it at first. I tried to keep with my name I've had my entire life. But when she wants something... Oh, when Lanny Blackbird gets something in her head, she kind that of pretty little head of hers. It happens. That's just how it works. This is my job. And so we ended up talking for a while and it went well. He seemed very interested in ships and guns and other things that don't particularly interest a prim and proper lady. But and I she seemed very interested in herself. Yeah, I told her all about my guns and, well, not my guns, but, like, my dad's guns and, like, the ships that I've seen. And she was really into it. Like, I could tell she was digging me. I mostly blanked out for that part of the conversation. It was a lot about guns and maybe shops or ships. I don't quite remember. <laughs> but anyways, I could see myself on his arm in the future. And I said, I said to myself, Lady Blackbird, you should ask this man to date. <laughs> I know it's not proper, but I simply had to do it. And, and, I, so th- oh. and I just asked him. I, I don't know what came over me. It must have been some of the champagne I'd had earlier, but I, it was the first time I had champagne. I was 17 at the time. And of course, I, I misheard her and thought she said mate, which I thought was quite forward based on what I'd heard about Lady Blackbird. But uh, I was all up for it. Yeah, honestly, kind of into it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he tried to do this kissing thing i didn't like that it was forward but i liked it later oh she liked it <laughs> shut up i dear. used that technique <laughs> the, uh, quiet now, the lizard tongue <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think we should be going now but it was very nice to meet you on the street and just tell you our story kind stranger and cut that that was supposed to be one sentence but you know what it worked out <laughs> that was supposed to be one sentence <laughs> it was one sentence you know? very long sentence very a little of, punctual a lot of I semicolons mostly I didn't semicolons. understand that part <laughs> yeah that, that, oh, that was I missed that as well <laughs> <laughs> alright no that was awesome uh, but now we do the second part of this um, which is why they're together and I think we're just going to go around and each of us and we're going to what their friends and family say about why they're a couple. And this statement should describe the relationship as positive and worthwhile. This couple is not messed up from the get go. Okay. Uh, does anybody want to start? I'll or? start. Cool. So are you assuming the role of a family member? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So just speak as a, as a family member. My son, Uria. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Uria. <laughs> yeah, well. My son, Uria. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> my, my little baby boy, Yuria, began dating that Blackbird girl. And I'm just very pleased that he's moving up in the world. I see a bright future for him. And I think that having access to the Blackbird fortune will bode well. That wasn't really about their relationship, but <laughs> whatever. Positive, worthwhile. <laughs> right. um, well, Lady Blackbird is just, I mean, down to earth would never be a word that I would use to describe my sister. But she's, when she's around him, she's just more 
personable. It's almost like she wants to impress him and it's just wonderful. I've I've never seen her like this. She's in love. She's Twitter-pated. She's she's just over the moon for this boy. And honestly, it's made my life much more livable. Having two daughters is really a chore for any parent, um, but especially the mom. I mean, they need so much all the time, and I uh, have to get all the servants to do so much for them. But since uh, Lady Blackbird started dating that Uriah, Uriah <laughs> Flint, um, she's become a lot less needy, from her family at least, because I think she's asking for stuff from her boyfriend. And honestly, I'm all for it. Okay, I just want to, for the record, I wrote needy as you said needy. That was not because you said needy. That was because that's one of the things mm-hmm. actually in mm-hmm. the store. I just want to yeah. put that on record. Oh, my little Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my little Yuri. <laughs> He is absolutely taken with that Blackbird girl. He's wearing smitten mittens, I'll tell you. (laughs) Normally, he's so distant and forlorn, but when he's around her, he seems so down-to-earth and connected. I think they're simply divine together. (laughs) So much. I love it. Uh, Molly, can you copy those three those three scores on your side under your eye? Smitten mittens. (laughs) Smitten mittens is my favorite thing ever. Okay, and so now what we're going to do is we're going to get into some of the mechanics of the game, and each character is going to be described by three scores, which is needy, stubborn, and trust. Trust represents trust in the relationship, and so we have one die, and we're do- going to, and there can only be one, one of each score, or one of each number assigned. So we're going to have, since there are six different um, scores between the three of them, I'm going to roll a die for needy. And for who? For... Lady Blackbird, and that's going to be a three, which is... hmm. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be better. So it's a three, so you need to roll again. Are we rolling for stubborn? Yeah. (laughs) Come on, he's a loaded die. Oh, yeah, that seems right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now am I rolling for trust for Lady Blackbird or needy for your trust? Whatever you want to roll for. I will roll for needy for (laughs) Uria. Be such a hard a no! oh, he is so needy. <laughs> he is so needy. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm gonna roll for trust for Lady Black. Okay. It's a four. Okay. Oh man. Four. All right. I'm gonna roll for stubborn for Uriah Flint. Not that. Not. We're that. trying to get a two or a one. Two or a one. I'm hoping for it's one. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Two. Two. Oh, no. And his trust is one. Oh, no. So he's Seems like a recipe for a breakup. He's really needy and distrustful. <laughs> 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 Sounds like That's this tough. breakup is going to be entirely Urias. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to average the two trust scores and round down. And oh, this is the starting value of the relationship score, which is going to be written between the two mm. characters. It's numbers shared by both. So, mm. so it's two. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is a two. It's <laughs> not so good. That's, That's not so great. Good. No. All right. And really smitten, but like kind of insecure. Re- mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yeah. This is not going to last long. 
Mm. Though to be fair, like this represents where the relationship is at after a year. Mm-hmm. A it's been eroded. Yeah, it's been eroded. Um, By lack of trust. Okay, so now... And her stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so let's go through characters that we've established now. Um, so on Lady Blackbird's side, we have her sister, um, who is also Lady Blackbird. Yeah, L- but, little but little in, lady, sis, sister in Blackbird. Tradition, in tradition, you like, you would say her name, like Lady something Blackbird, because she's the younger one, and Lady, lady Blackbird, Blackbird is the younger. Res- well, that would be no, like yeah. Lady Lisa Blackbird. Okay, what's her name? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, lady. Lucy? It has to be an L, doesn't it? Lady Lucy Blackbird. Lady. Lily. Lady Lily Blackbird. Mm. I like Lady Lily Blackbird. Let maybe we'll just call her Lady Lily. Yeah, Lady Lily. Okay, who else? U- Ur- Uriah's mother. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. her name is going Ursula. To- Ursula. Flint. Ursula Flint. <laughs> They're all U's in the family. <laughs> all U R's. Ursula Flint. And so, what does so the so lady blackbird is not the lady blackbird right now because no. the mother's about no well and, and actually so in fact do? well she is the lady blackbird she could have kept her in maiden fact name. i was gonna say that maybe <laughs> ursula and the actual madame blackbird were um lovers <laughs> they were what everybody's they lovers. were um lovers <laughs> oh, okay yeah everyone in this story has been a lover so we really only so we really, no, we're, we can yeah just so we that. really only care about how characters relate to Lady Blackbird and Uriah. Okay, never uh, mind. Yeah, just because. That's a good idea. Okay, so Lady... L- Madam Black- Duchess Blackbird. Cheryl. Cheryl. Who's that? Who this? Cheryl was the one that got sent had to the a, cells. You know, had a history. Oh, had a history. Oh, with her. that's... Yeah. that's um, so she's going to... She knows Uriah. Yeah, so you can though. connect both of them in okay. the middle. How, how do we... How Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else? There was um, Uriah Flint's. I don't know who that was, but who I was. I thought it was the dad. The dad. I thought. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Where I the mom. What is his name? Something with a U. Er. 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 Like actually a bear. Ursa um, Minor Flint. Um, do we have an Umbra? Uh, Uriel? An Uriel? No. You could do Uriel. Uriel. Uri- urinal? Uri- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uria and urinal. <laughs> Uranl. <laughs> uh, ur- Uriel. 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 All right. Um, that's probably enough characters. We don't really Rye, need. Rye. <laughs> the rules. <laughs> All right. So before, play begins with the groups mutually deciding upon a conflict of interest faced by the couple. The conflict may involve practically any source of disagreement that a cu- couple faces. Work problems, career decisions, sex, lifestyle habits, whether to get married, family obligations, expectations, friends, time management, health issues, and so on. Even trivia. Perhaps especially trivia. It is expected once established that the conflict has reached the point where a no-win-win compromise is possible. Even if they call the resolution compromise, somebody is going to have to give. Maybe buying a new goblin sleeve? Like a goblin slave. <laughs> yeah, because we've established that goblins in this universe are in like a subservient role. Yeah, no, Lower definitely. Class, so like class a house slave. So kind of like a Dobby. 
Yeah. But are, are they Uria living together? A house goblin. <laughs> no. Well, maybe he's maybe he's Snoggle been invited. Is a free goblin. <laughs> 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 he's been invited to uh, stay at the manor. Oh, so a court. So somebody courting a daughter can stay at the manor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. They're fast and loose and the the blue. Wild blue. The wild blue. <laughs> Fair at Ridgemont High. <laughs> um, let's so let's. Do By the way, I'm sorry. I'm kicking myself for not doing a Dobby voice for Snargle. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Boston accent, though. It's grown on you. Okay, it's grown on me too. Yeah. Okay. No, it was actually like I've, like a fungus. I've Master Potter. <laughs> I've listened to pretty much everything today because uh, I was editing, um, and like it's definitely pretty good. It, it works. And Dobby is indifferent. <laughs> Dobby is indifferent. Dobby if you want to play this goblin, yeah, this master. Go- oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're deciding on a goblin, and let's just now decide on: Are they deciding whether or not to get a goblin, or are they? Sorry, I had to stick my tongue out at somebody. Uh, are they deciding whether or not to get a goblin, or are they deciding between two goblins? What is the conflict, and what are the sides? So I think that Uriah, because he doesn't trust Lady Blackbird at all, apparently, is concerned that the goblin she wants to buy is too handsome. <laughs> 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 She's been known to have a thing for goblin people. Yeah. Yes. Nothing <laughs> serious. Uh-oh. Snargle. Bodes well for Snargle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when you guys saved her, she ran and gave a hug to Snargle. That's true. <laughs> okay. So there's Lingered a, a, little bit there's a future precedent for this. But, but I would say that Uriah is the one who has the trust issues, so I was thinking that he was going to be jealous of someone eventually. Maybe that'll still happen. I mean, it could also be that Uriah has a thing for goblins. Yeah. There's yeah. another option. Ooh. Yeah, I like Lady Blackbird having a thing for goblins. <laughs> it's a little out of character. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just like a little sliding sliding out of character. Yeah. So all right, where is this? So she wants and she would like never admit it to herself, but she yeah. kinda like maybe it's just like she wants two, he only wants one. Yeah. Okay. So right now we're each going to decide whether we're going to use our needy or our stubborn to try to get what we want. So when we roll, we're gonna roll that many dice. And then when we're playing the scene, we have to keep that in mind. It does have to be some narration at some point. Yeah, I'm not worried about that happening here. And descriptions of the character's words and actions must clearly represent the nature of the chosen score. However, consider this carefully. They may either express the score directly or straightforwardly, or they may represent a struggle against the nature of that score. As long as the struggle is clear, then a character may act, for instance, very non-stubbornly when using the stubborn score. I need to parse that. I don't understand what that. Yeah, meant. I don't either. I, so, I, I mean, they're like they're trying to be like, I'm not stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I'm going to act like not stubborn. Right? Oh, so like they're they're so they are needy. They are needy, or they are stubborn. Yeah. But they're acting in a in a not stubborn way to try to work against their own nature. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> that's how I read. The, uh, that's how I heard that statement. That might be good. For okay, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, now decide whether you're going to. Represent. I, Ooh, I will figure okay. it out while we're doing it. We'll play it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the score. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. We're not playing to win here. Okay. I mean. That might be fun. Okay. Okay. Um. So where is the scene going to take place? At the 
Dobby uh, department store. Oh, I think oh, I thought it was like a slave market. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's try to stay away from like really casual. Okay. <laughs> well, in this society, it could be a very like quotidian <clears throat> thing. That's true, but in the in like podcast the idea world. of this podcast, okay, is a little. I don't. Later. I don't think right now we're in the. This game is not. Could designed be- to tackle big ideas like slavery. Okay. You could do that more effectively. What if we're just hiring a servant? And oh, that's better. okay. That's oh, a hired hand. They're that's paid. maybe what I meant. They're treated okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we're at the, like, get your goblin. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a, uh, like a maid service. Mm. I was thinking like a department store. Or maybe they're just going through like a, um, a catalog. Thank you. Yes. Oh, they're okay. in their bed. They're, oh, yeah. okay. they're in bed. Yeah. Looking through looking, a catalog. Looking through a catalog to like decide that. on what service they're going to hire from. Also, good on you for picking up what this meant. They're, they're, you know. <laughs> for the listener at home. They're Ethan masturbating very weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ineffectively curved. Yeah, dick. Ethan was... Uh, you speak for yourself. That works for me. Great. <laughs> Ethan was pretending to flip pages, it looks but like he might be adding sugar. Into Molly uh, picked up on it and then misinterpreted it. <laughs> yeah. I, Ethan is taking on traits of Lady Blackbird and speaking about himself in the third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Yuri, I like this this one. I've heard really good things Wait, about it. Wait, don't we need it. to roll dice? No, we roll after. Mm. <laughs> Another so question for like was. we'll roll in like the middle of it. So we'll hit. So like this is I I do this I try to do this in fiasco too. So you try to get to a decision like a, a breaking point where it can go one way or the other, where a character is going to make a decision, and then and from the at that moment we roll the dice and then we and then we come back and finish the narration of the scene. In this world is there the technology that they could press on a goblin and get like a little hologram of what it would be like probably not right because no, they have because yeah because like we're really like remember if we're doing like typewriters okay, to a communicate a lot of time okay though i guess there could be like we've really played Sound around with technology. magic a little bit maybe i mean i just want to do the go- i just want to do the goblin voice i know you want to do the goblin voice. <laughs> <laughs> really just trying to shoehorn that in <laughs> <laughs> but i can restrain myself <laughs> proud of you Oh, Yuri, I really like this one. It's just, it's just I've heard this service has really strong, really strapping and just great goblin workers. Has blue eyes like the last one you pointed out. I'm just noticing a trend. Birdie. <laughs> honey. Pretty honey. Well, what is that supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean that the last goblin you picked out had blue eyes too. Well, yes, yes. Uh, uh, whatever his name was, uh, Snorkel. S <laughs> n o r k l e. You remember his name? Of yes, course. of course, of course. Of course. He was a very industrious worker. He just happened to have blue oh, eyes. Oh, industrious. Uh, oh, I don't know why you would do air quotes around <laughs> that word. Anyways, well, how about this one? It has green eyes. Do you feel better about that? No. I mean, maybe. Fine. What is wrong with Delmont? Are you sure it's not pronounced Delmonte? <laughs> well, uh, regardless of the pronunciation, what don't you like about the goblin? Maybe I'm just having like second thoughts about getting extra help. 
around here. Oh, we've never been busy or we couldn't, you know, go without the help. How, how what do you, you even want this specific goblin for? What are you envisioning I mean, it doing? To help him work with the garden. We have this most beautiful garden. I'm not, certainly not soiling my, soiling my hands. Oh, but it's where you spend your days walking around, talking to yourself about yourself. I mean, I do that everywhere. I just, like, am I not enough? Like, I just don't understand. Like, I can work in the garden. Yes, but you never have the time. And if, even if you did, you wouldn't. You know that. I, I, cu- I could. I could. Uriah, and I'd a better I, job than this goblin. Uriah, I cannot have a betrothed who shows himself in such a way to denigrate themselves to work in the garden. That's simply not something I can accept. Okay, maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. I'm always right. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> Look, no. You know what? I've let you push me around for a year now. I'm going to stand up for myself. <laughs> I will not accept any goblin that has a strong figure. <laughs> Uh, of course you will, dear. Turn the page. Let's see the ones on the next page. Okay, okay, let's look. <laughs> That's a roll. <laughs> okay, what did you, what were you guys using? Stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> we were using needy. All right. So, um, before rolling, a group may decide to spend trust to increase needy or stubborn on a point-for-point basis. Oh, uh, wait, before rolling. Before you roll. Um, we can't lose any trust. The exp- so the expenditure and increase are permanent. So basically you just decide I'm going to move one point of trust into stubborn or two points of trust into stubborn. And so I'm going to have less trust in the relationship but be more able to win this argument. I don't think that's happening yet. <laughs> no, this argument no. doesn't really matter enough. Mm-hmm. And to lose the remaining trust that we have in the relationship. So we're rolling two? Ew, one second. I'm just making sure that we're good here. Would you like to um, Beep boop boop. During I'll, get my, I'll get my goblin voice in now. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so whoever gets the yeah, so whoever gets the higher total value um, just wins. So in terms of deciding, we get a goblin with a good figure or you guys get to decide exactly what happens. Well, we got a six. <laughs> well, you got a seven. seven. Hey. hey. We'll take it. Oh, this one is... <sighs> Look at him. He, he would do so well in the garden. <sighs> okay, sweetie. Uriah is going to kiss He's Lady gonna... Blackbird on the forehead and then roll over and look the other way in bed. <laughs> Say, uh, you always get what you want. Yes, I do. Dear, turn off the light, won't you? Uriah gets up out of bed, walks across the room in the cold room, turns the light off. Stumbles back to the bed. <laughs> Stops his toe. <laughs> Actually, leave it on. I, I, I would like to read for a bit longer. <laughs> and we pan up out and look at the wild blue and then look back down as the light flips back on. That's a scene. And now a word. So I'm, I'm thinking about like what we know about the relationship. The Lady Blackbird ends up being in an arranged marriage. So mm-hmm. something must happen that makes her family start to disapprove their relationship. 
mm-hmm. and also for him to go and seek out a fortune. So I right. feel like I was thinking he just jets out of there. Like, oh, or his family dude. goes some, some yeah. scandal in his yeah, family. Yeah, I was thinking his family money. loses their money. Yeah. I th- I think we should like we could, we should avoid planning for okay. now. Okay. I th- I think that we we all know where. So we know that by the end of this, Uriah Flint is going to be a pirate. And Lady Blackbird is going to no longer be betrothed to him. Mm-hmm. And that's really all we need. Okay. Right? And also, like, we should play to the fact that obviously Lady Blackbird is... Obviously, all these years later, Lady Blackbird has some reason to go to, to go back to Uriah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not Uriah will accept Lady Blackbird back mm-hmm. is, is another issue. But we also know that he right now is on the bridge of the Hand of Sorrow chasing... Mm-hmm. or cyrus vance maybe cyrus vance maybe we do another episode where we have the we, we play mutual decision with cyrus and uh, <laughs> snorkel <laughs> and snorkel they still work Snorkel's together cousin. very well no, snorkel <laughs> snorkel <laughs> snorkel's cousin <laughs> master potter dummy is a freak snorkel is a freak i'll stop all right, Please so um, the relationship uh, <laughs> score drops by one. Oh, Ooh. and no. we'll do that until <laughs> Not doing great until it hits zero. Well, um, at it's at a one right now. To, yeah. So <laughs> after this scene, we're going to go to the during. Okay. Uh, of this. That's good. I'm glad it's moving along. Yeah. All right, so let's play another scene. Uh, what is another conflict that we have uh, brewing up between Lady Blackbird and Uriah Flint? And this could be more. Uh, large because it's going to lead to the break i'm gonna use the restroom real quick and i'll Go. just walk into this so oh i yeah. like that <laughs> just figure just yeah. figure out what we're doing okay um i think that uh even though lady blackbird has been oh, i don't know hmm. It could be that her family is just like like we said you know maybe they're starting to look around at other prospective suitors because they're not wholly satisfied. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe just on like surface level stuff with Uriah. Uh, The other thing we could do, which could be very fun, is have a uh, scandal with Lady Blackbird and uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Do we have a name for the second goblin? Snorkel. Snorkel. Was it Snorkel? Did we go back? No, we flipped to a new one and didn't name them. So Sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah. Maybe Sparkle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we we could have it that Lady Blackbird and Sparkle had a tryst at one point. Oh jeez. And Uriah found out. Mm-hmm. And what does Uriah want to happen? So they had it could be proposed marriage, like at that moment. Like you have to choose me or choose no nobody else. Mm-hmm. He wants commitment. Yeah. 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 Can, wait, can we please pr- Pose to Ethan the moment he comes back in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I gotcha. <laughs> Good. I okay. gotcha. Um, I'm going to actually run to the bathroom really okay. quickly, too. Yeah, cool. So, Kaylee, you have to propose to Ethan the moment he comes in. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Lady Blackbird? I. Welcome back home. I was just waiting for you on this bed of rose petals with the candles on and string quartet playing because I want to tell you how much you mean to me and how 
I feel about you, and I want our future to be together. And I hope that you'll say yes. And will you marry me? Of course I'll marry you. Hi, thank you for listening today. Again, we played It's a Mutual Decision by Ron Edwards. If you enjoyed the show, let someone know about it or leave an iTunes review. We also have a Facebook and a Twitter. And if you'd like to email Tucker, you can reach him at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And now I have a poem I'd like to share with you today. No Rest by Dan Campbell. You know, I can't take naps. I just can't. I wake up sweating in a panic, angry and confused. Never anything that resembles rested. I told my friend once that I heard President Taft used to take 15-minute naps every day. I said that if I were him, I would wake up and press the little red button under my desk that blows up the world. He said, man, you gotta pull yourself the fuck together. You're starting to scare us.